Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tap, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anegar, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And guys, again, we are back. It's going to be a busy week. Uh, third podcast, probably on the trot. That's going to be uh, dropped soon. So uh, guys, stay tuned. we got lots of stuff coming. Today's pretty simple. We're going to be starting the season preview part one for the 2021 campaign, Serie campaign. And today we finally bring a new guest in. Seems like uh, it's been a while since we've actually had uh, someone new. And uh, I just wanted to welcome Max from Hamilton. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, Definitely love, yeah, definitely love having new guests. And um, just before we get into that, I just wanted to say that, you know, it's been great what's been going on the past, I would say week, even just starting with that edit. And again, guys, thank you so much for all the support. The views are just skyrocketing. I couldn't believe it. We were hitting like over 50 on most of the videos that were coming out. So it's, it's great to see, um, drop some comments though. Uh, don't be shy. Uh, whether you like something, whether I'm saying obviously about 17 times, which you're probably going to comment on, but yeah, whatever it is, just let me know, um, and we'll get her fixed. And uh, yeah, so just recently as well, you know, I've become, I want to say, a free agent in the sense that uh, I won't be re-upping with the Bianconetti YYZ, and I just wanted to give you guys some context because I was, you know, it seemed like it was a pretty tight-knit group, um, and things have kind of, you know, kind of changed you know me going back with Bobo the Clown I know a lot of you guys have probably been paying attention to that and hearing that you're going to be hearing a podcast well it's going to be out just after uh, we record this podcast so stay tuned to that and I think we're getting into this realm now of, of fan accounts and content creators you know switching up what it means and for me like I've always said this is from the heart for fun. I like to meet you guys, the fans, um, to possibly whatever that may be in the future, going to games in Torino or, you know, meeting in maybe a North American tour or something like that. But um, to me, that's really what it's about, the community, like a sense of family. And to me, it just has changed. You know, what started as inclusivity, equality, and love uh, for the black and white has turned into uh, let's jump onto every UV creator there is and trying to build a brand. Now, I know there's financial stipulations and criteria that they have to meet, uh, but really when you're giving away free memberships and you're kind of talking in a way that a certain other podcast, or not podcast, but a certain other member, JOFC in the same city, wasn't as welcoming or fair let's so to speak now kind of starting a trend in that sense so i just wanted to get that kind of off my chest again um you can whore for numbers all you want i could literally if i wanted to roll out the rolodex bring on all of the uh all of the journalists if i want i could bring on some of the top content creators out there i could bring in some of the big numbers that's not th- what this is about for me. And again, I just, I know I've been like reiterating this and you guys are probably getting sick of it. But again, all love and respect for the OGs of that group. For Rocco, I think he's done a wonderful job. 
Um, again, it's not personal. Um, I thank him for always coming on my content and, you know, sharing and liking. And, yeah, but I guess, uh, as LeBron famously said, I'll be taking my talents elsewhere. So that's all for that, guys. Again, Max, welcome to the show. Hamilton, fellow Canadian. This is awesome. Uh, but, again, as always, we start off with, with, a, with a new guest, and we want to know how you became a Juventino. Uh, for me, it was mostly the rise of Del Piero uh, at his peak, and I was like really attracted to the black and white shirts. You know, they have made, well, from what I was aware, I didn't see them win in 96, but I was aware of 97 and 98, you know, following 99 when they lost to Manchester United in the Champions League. Um, so that kind of drew me towards the team. Uh, so I guess I was a little bit of a glory hunter, but hey, you know, uh, well, you can't be also, as bad as Ronaldo fan. So no, you're okay. no. yeah. Um, but you know, with Zidane and, and like Inzaghi, I know I remember you posted something earlier this week about Inzaghi. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing him score against Manchester United. You know, I was like, you know, I was really young, but it was like, really impressionable on me and uh i guess that's what attracted me to juventus and following them through Serie bay and all of that that's that's yeah. my juve history I now suppose. you speak of inzaghi and like that 89 goals in like 160 some games is is quite crazy i mean we're looking at a guy that a lot of people made fun of because he was if you want to call him a tap-in merch merchant um, but as Ronaldo fans say, a goal's a goal. So you got to give it up to him. I mean, almost one goal for every two games. That's that's quite an impressive record, and that's just with Juve. Um, yeah. I'm not we're, I'm not counting numbers from Milan or anything else. So that's pretty impressive as a player. Um, and yeah, I mean, nineties nineties football and those jerseys are iconic. Um, Kappa. Yeah, I mean, is it? In terms of a, you know, a following, is it more of a family affair or just a personal kind of love for the for the shirt, or kind of like where's uh, your your heritage from uh, the motherland or not? Oh yeah, uh, my family is is Italian. My mother and my father are both, well, they're, I guess, second generation Canadians, but. My mom's side, uh, they're all Roma fans. My dad's side is Furlan. They don't care. They don't care about Udinese or anything. But um, okay, cool. No one really pushed soccer on me. I just, uh, you know, nothing to do with family. Um, Whenever I I see my mom's side, they're always saying, you know, you went to shit, all that. You know, (laughs) they're just busting balls. But whatever. Is what it is. I mean, we we've had the last nine laugh, on the right? trot now, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, you know, no, that's fun, and um, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I think I don't think my parents are really that involved, and it's more of kind of a family, like uncles and and cousins and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so I can I can relate to that. It was more kind of me pushing into sports, but um, yeah. And then, do you have any weird rituals? I know this is kind of everybody's different. For me, I like to watch games by myself um, 90% of the time because sometimes I could probably throw, you know, as you can see, I'm in my first apartment, uh, fortunate enough to been, you know, save up and, and buy my apartment and then, um, you know, buy my own TV, buy my own couch, all of the the bells and whistles. 
you know, there's been a few instances that a controller from my PlayStation is almost there and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to be careful. You got to be a little bit, a little bit more tame because you know everything's yeah. new. You know, you know. Thankfully, I don't have the plastic on everything like the old school, uh, the Italian, the nonnas mm-hmm. there. But the um, yeah, exactly. So I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not that. Uh, you know, intense with my furniture, but. Um, Anyways, yeah, it's uh, what is it like to, to, to watch a, a game in, in your household? Uh, my fiance has to go away. She <laughs> can't be near me. Just like you, you, you have to be alone. Um, I usually have a drink, sometimes a coffee, but things don't go well. If it's a morning game, a coffee. Yeah, true. Um, obviously. And I just bite my nails until there's nothing. Like, if you saw my nails right now, I'm not going to show you. Uh, but they're disgusting. It's just like nail biting, nail biting, yeah. nail biting, watching, slapping my thigh, you know, just out of frustration, yelling, punching the wall or anything. I've never been driven to that, but uh, definitely I'm not a pleasant person to be around yeah. when watching. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's all right. That's, I mean, that's pretty, my, yeah. pretty straightforward. Now, is there anything you like? Is there a certain jersey you like to wear? To me, I'm not a big, like, you see me right here. I got, like, a jack track jacket on. I don't know what it is. I'm not a big fan of wearing these jerseys. Um, just because they're made in the ass to clean. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had jerseys. I've had a Mint Del Piero uh, white jersey with the zigzag. And I got kind of custom numbers on them by uh, someone uh, in Calgary. So they're not necessarily the the real numbers. It was an, it was a actual a, a designer that made took the template and actually built a uh, template um, to look to the exact specifications. But anyways, what happened was, uh, and then obviously print screened it, but what happened was I would wear it. Uh-huh. We'd, we'd play, obviously, when you're younger, you go to the field, whatnot, put on a pair of cleats. Uh-huh. And then when you come home, the thing smells, you know, as it should. You know, you're having a nice workout. And then uh, uh-huh. you throw it at your mom, accidentally throws it in the wash and... Apparently that print, the the screen print or whatever they use, all the ink just ruins that jersey. So um, I learned yeah, my lesson yeah. once. Uh, so yeah, it's very you know it's very it's very rare on occasion that I'm wearing a jersey, but uh, I'm more of like the like track jackets, yeah, bombers, whatever they have. Right on. So yeah, I I don't generally wear jerseys. To- I, I have lots that I do in the closet, but uh, right now I'm wearing 2006 when they were in Serie B, the, the black, the away. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, classic jersey. I, I'm not a big fan of wearing jerseys around. Sometimes I, I wear it for my students, you know, and then they, they say, oh, why do you like Juventus? And I'm like, <laughs> ah, they were the Barcelona of the 90s. And, you know, they're yeah, like, be oh, quiet. okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Be quiet, you little shits! Freaking cheering for Ronaldo and fucking Barcelona, Real Madrid—that's all it is nowadays, eh? And I'm the, the tired of it. Neymar, and I'm, I'm on. Yeah, but anyways, we so, still have. Very rare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, let's get into the news now. We'll get right into this one because we got a lot to, well, a little bit to cover. Uh, we did the damage in podcast number thirty-three, so uh, uh-huh. I think it's going to be a little bit more decisive now. Um, Piazza is getting a lot of attention, obviously from Pirlo as well as other clubs. Um, is he going to go? 
I'm not sure. He did look pretty good in the uh, in that Nevada game, the pre- the friendly. Yeah. And um, but it's looking like there's not enough room for him, so it's probably going to be another loan away. I've been hearing. I believe it was Genoa that is is looking as well. Too. Yeah. yeah, Verona and a couple other squad uh, clubs as well. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, Suarez. <laughs> it's like. That seems to be dead in the water now. Kind of confirmed as of recent. I don't know if you saw on my Twitter, guys, as well, that Pirlo obviously passes UEFA Pro license. Um, And congratulations to him. Um, But again, in terms of the signings of Suarez, were you a big fan of uh, bringing Suarez to Juve? Absolutely not. Uh, You know, like, way past his best at this point. He was like a, a machine, maybe four years ago maybe three years ago but now what a waste of money if if you drop the guayin i don't see the purpose of this you know he's not gonna he's not gonna press that's what pirlo wants to win the ball back he's he's lost you know his his pace it would have just been a total disaster so a blessing in disguise maybe i don't know we'll see but yeah so even like we've talked about, I mean, the names have been swirling around the number nine position. And, you know, even Mele comes back into it late because there was reports that Roma and Napoli had reached an agreement, 25 million plus five. Again, but it's like, there's so many like, it's like a story. You don't know if it's true. And then you're like, well, it really isn't true because it's like, well, there's a DeShilio deal in the works. And then you don't know, okay, well, if this doesn't happen, then that, there's always a DeShilio deal in the uh-huh. works somewhere. And I almost feel like I've said it I've said it with Jake uh, the other night, and I'm going to say it again. It's like we're paying for these stories to come out. Just be like, oh, just, flo- just float float a DeShilio yeah. de move. Float a DeShilio move. So I don't know. Um a lot of people are saying that, okay, well, if the Milik deal goes through to, for, from obviously Napoli to Roma, well, that obviously means that uh, the Jekyll is going to be coming to us because now they're going to have an extra guy on the way out. So uh, around 15 million, that's from Demarzio. I don't know. Again, take it with a grain of salt, guys. I'm just, I'm just the messenger, essentially. That's what I only want to be. I don't want to be this guy that's somehow getting, you know, fancy ideas um, someone was saying Jao Felix is now on possibility on loan today, and I think you know who it is. Um, another one of the clown net on the clown network, so uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think about Jekko as a possibility? I mean, if it's gotta be someone, might as well, might as well be Jekko. Um, Fifty million is not personally. Too bad. Yeah, personally, I I feel like they should have just never got rid of Manzukic. But uh, good point. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Jekyll, Jekyll. Honestly, I think he would be okay. He'd get the, I don't know, around ten goals and be the the player that Ronaldo needs, the the number nine. But at the same time, I want to see how the Bala would work out with Kulusevski and. Yeah, I know, agree. I agree. Just, just to see. Uh, so really, honestly, I'm not really concerned about forward. 
whatever. I'm more concerned about the right back position, and that's. Sing it to the choir, Max. Sing it to the choir. That's. uh, (laughs) It just like gives me heartburn just thinking about it. I I can't. I can't anymore. I I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know. Yeah, it's. And I mean, we're a little. We're gonna. uh, So, or fortunately today. Um, we're not necessarily going to talk about the lineup. I mean, I think that's a great point. I, I agree. I think a 4-3-3 with Kulusevski at the top, or even you could do a 3-4-3 with uh, Ronaldo, Dybala, Kulusevski. I think that would be pretty sweet. Um, but let's see what happens. I mean, Pirlo has his ideas, and he's going to try and see, obviously, who's available or not. In terms of deals, I mean... Just uh, just what was it five days ago? They confirmed it was a seventy one point four million uh, euro loss, so pretty big mm-hmm. numbers there. Uh, you're yep. gonna have to make that up uh, at some point before the end of next year, or else uh, there could be a nice slap on the hands coming. But for some clubs, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe we can we can uh, jump jump the rope before uh, we get clapped in the ankles. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that for for Italy for Italian clubs. Uh, I just we're always on the radar and we just can't you know bribe the CAS or something like that. So that's just a hot take. But um, okay. anyways, um, Marquisio Chiellini have started a new communication agency. Um, there's got lots of athletes like uh, Costa. Uh, that's DC. Uh, obviously, Pjanic, Rugani, Buffon, Seragama of the women's team, uh, other athletes and actors. So good luck to them. Hopefully, they can make lots of money because they deserve it. Um, and you know, obviously, get bigger players and maybe attract them to Juve or even uh, the continent. So, or the, the 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 boot. So we'll see what happens there. Kadira, is he in? Is he contract terminated? Is it half uh, half the wage? I don't know. You guys judge. Apparently, Romeo Gresti's been saying uh, they're planning to make an offer, whether that happens or not. Um, let's get into you know Dybala's agent again. Now that's heating up because the stove is a little, the pan's a little cold, so they got to bring bring that back mm-hmm. again. Again, more kind of signs and and, and news uh, stories that that I've been kind of following uh, online. Fabrizio Romano is saying that Swat is probably likely to stay at Barcelona or even end up at Ajax, so another turn. Um, what else we got here? Then, again, like I said, so the Milik deal was then possibly on the out, and then that also meant that the Dechilio deal is not happening. Um, so that was kind of what I was trying to get at there at the beginning. And, um, yeah, uh, McKenny is showing uh, great things already. Um mm-hmm. He's obviously impressed Pirlo with his natural characteristics. You know, he's running, special talent for recovering balls. And I think that's something that Juve's lacked. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, Dimatizio again, dropping some kind of, I don't know if you want to call it knowledge, but dropping a take saying that Giroud would actually be the signing if Dzeko doesn't come. And I'm just like, another waste of money. It's literally... Yep. Yeah, this. Just... It's just like if you can't do like we have, we can't sit on our hands. It's like there's a point where you just sit on your hands. You don't pull the trigger. You don't do nothing because it's not going to hurt you. Like we've done it time and time again in the past. I mm-hmm. think R- Rincon, uh, Hernanes, 
um, you name it. Um, Peluso, I think, was even a late was a late deal. I think so. So you just yeah. uh, you just got to sit on your hands and not you know at that time those were you could say not that big money. Like I think Hernandez was like twelve million or something like. That. So it's not like you're breaking the bank, but like when you get you're getting into these deals, like you can't. You know, you're probably going to offer him a new contract because I think he's a free. I want to say he's a free. Um, and yeah. what does that become? Like a five, six, seven million dollar, another five, six, seven mm-hmm. million. It's like we can't keep dealing with that. So, yeah, with all the 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 payouts, the severance or whatever they're called, right? The buyouts. Yeah. The, I don't know how their finances are going to look come next year, right? Because that's all on the books. But well, we got to wait. I don't know. That's the thing, yeah. guys. We got to win, and we got to win it all because to be able to add an, 100 mil, an extra $100 million just in one competition is really going to do wonders for us. Um, and, you know, it's it, it makes everything easier. You know, you don't have to think about um, being in the negative. You don't have to worry about getting rid of key players. We talk about it all the time. You know, having this uh, merry-go-round of guys having to go out that we need because we have to make the books look good. So... Again, um, something interesting, like, again, with Dybala, we'll bring up Dybala again. You know, he's going to stay. His agent's going to be there in three to four weeks. Gazette, or sorry, Tuto Sports been reporting. One thing is clear, he is going to stay, thankfully. Uh, I think they're looking to meet after the the deadline, which is October 5th. Um, uh, But right now, I guess he's going to look at sponsorships. I mean, go get your, go get some, go get the bank, uh, Dybala. Back up the Brinks truck, sign some some uh, deals with with whatever brands you can, and make that money. That's all I got to give advice for you, my friend. Uh-huh. Eddie Jekyll, uh, Gazette is reporting that he'd be ideal for the trio. Uh, you guys are going to see up on the screen now the image that's been going around of kind of off, kind of the the tactics, so to speak, of of if there was a, a deal between Roma and Juve, and that would be. You know, Jekyll starting in that number nine, and me not liking that Dybala is going to be starting on the right wing. Now, I mean, sure, X's and O's look nice, and um, they look like they're going to work all the time, but that's not usually the case. So, again, like I said, judge the judge what you guys are looking at right now, as you will. Stadiums. Uh, this is a big talking point in all of Europe. Again, I'm going to show you. You're going to now see this um, image on the screen. And it's coming down to the different uh, countries. France, just looking at a max of 5,000 fans total. Um, For Italy, Spain, and England, closed stadiums as of now. Germany's up to 20%. And, uh, you know, they're looking at a small percentage about the fourth match day. So mid-October hopefully all of us can get back I mean I'd like to I don't know who I, I don't know who they're going to give preference I'm hoping it's the season ticket holders but I mean Juve like I said that likes to do mm-hmm. shit backwards so uh we'll, we'll see what happens there now we're uh let's get into uh you know again McKenney talking to his representative David Muller um he was asked why Juve? You know, Leicester and Monaco and Southampton uh, also were clubs that were pushing for his signature while we were all sleeping and not knowing who he was. 
But um, as representative mentioned, you know, because when Juventus wants you, you don't even have to ask yourself questions. They're one of the best five or six teams in the world. Weston wants to make their mark in Italy. And also saying Weston loves his experience to Juve. Day after day, shows more and more enthusiasm. It's a dream come true. He always has a play, been a player who likes competition and challenge. We're sure he'll become a better player in this environment. And I mean, it's been looking good so far. And I mean, positive attitude. That always changes, you know, being a little competitive, um, being a younger guy who wants to push. I was kind of being, I was kind of worried it was going to be kind of a quick plus valenza move to kind of bring him in. And then, you know, maybe in January or even next year, kind of offload. I mean, we'll still see what happens. Um, me and Jake got into it on a couple podcasts ago, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him, how much time he's going to be getting. Because we do have other other uh, starters that I think are going to be ahead of them potentially, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not sure uh, if he stays or not. We'll see. Um, but it's good, like I said, to see that uh, someone's positive and, and wants to be here. So yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, go ahead. Let's hear your thoughts on no, some of that, a, my friend. On McKenny, I, I think he's going to be. I don't know. I, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna play. Uh, just just a hunch, really. Um, like from the Novara game, I know it's Novara. I mean, not oh, a. I think it was a, a great feeling opponent, outrage. but yeah, yeah, but like he seems like a solid midfielder. I don't, I don't know. Like I don't see what all the hype is around Betancourt, but okay, I know I, I might. I know, I know, I know. Hot take, but um, well, interesting know, take because you know he's got Bentigor's gotten a lot of praise. So to hear, yeah, that you're not impressed is interesting. I mean, I don't know either way. I mean, uh, it looks like he was good, and then towards the end, he kind of slowed down. Yeah, it could have been the break and everything, but uh, uh, we'll see this season. I don't know. I feel like McKenny's going to be like the surprise of the season for Juve. I don't know. That's just my feeling. Okay, okay, that's cool, man. No, that's cool to hear. Uh, I know Rose definitely thinks he's going to be, that's probably going to be the jersey she's going to be buying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I think with Mentencore, it's going to be getting a bigger role and seeing how he actually adapts now because there's not going to be a Pjanic mm-hmm. in the squad. Obviously, you bring in Artur, yeah. um, but you're not having Pjanic anymore. You're not ha- you don't have Matuidi anymore. So he's going to be kind of the big man on campus, and we're going to see how he's going to react to that. Uh, because he ha- he was given a bigger role when we did come back from you know the COVID uh, pandemic and started getting the restart, but it's going to be a little bit different now. So the games are going to be a little more spread out, um, but yeah, it's it's true. Uh, it could potentially um, you know see what he's made of, really. Yeah. Um, and just lastly, before we got cracking on the schedule, um, Romeo Gresti kind of had a breakdown of, uh, you know, some different topics. Important hours for termination for Kadira. Um, if Ramsey and Kadira leave, then a new midfielder will be signed. Um, if there's no sale, it's not happening. So, guys, we're, me and Louis talked about, you know, the different role, the different positions. Obviously, number nine, midfielder, fullbacks. Um, in the midfield position, if, if, if some players don't go, it's not happening, basically. Um, 
DeShilio, he's saying, is agreed for a loan with option to buy. Um, and he's probably going to accept that. We'll see if that's true or not. Um, Jekyll's agent's going to be in Rome in the next few hours. If there's a yes for Milik, then they unlock uh, Jekyll to Juventus. Um, but Milik uh, is uh, 45 million. Well, they wanted 45 million from us. Um, but now they're looking at 20 to 25 million. So we'll see what happens there. Apparently, Suarez is still going to take this exam, regardless of if he's coming or not. So that, there's that. Um, Keen on loan is another thing he's brought up. Um, for DC, Douglas Costa. Offers from the Emirates and from Man U. Um, he's on the market and could leave. Uh, Pellegrini's going to stay, which is nice to confirm. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that's true. Um Dybala, no big offers, no offers at all, actually. Um, and Juve have decided to keep Rugani at everyone's uh, love for that statement. So have fun with that one, guys. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, let's get let's get into the. Well, I mean, unless you have some comments, sorry, my friend. Nah, like with Rugani, I mean, they need. You might as well have another center back. Doesn't hurt. I mean, Chiellini's bound to get injured again at his age. So, at least having Rugani, despite all of his, you know, his shortcomings, it's still it's still good to have another center back like that. I don't know. I don't. I know he's he's, you know, prone to mistakes and everything, but he's really, in the grander scheme of things, not horrendous in terms of Syria. I don't know center backs. I guess. Yeah, that's I mean, that's. I've always said he really hasn't gotten enough playing time with us. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I think I think he meets the Italian quota, which we need, and I think that's mm-hmm. why they've decided. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, there. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of the similar names, guys. I know I've been kind of going in a circle with the, with these names, but we'll see what happens. That's why I hate the transfer window. It's literally yeah. like. Uh, it's it's the same thing over rinse, repeat, recycle. So mm-hmm. let's get into this season. Obviously, we're going to talk about the key dates kind of uh, in this current period. Some of that have obviously passed. Um, August 4th, La Liga transfer window opened. The Europa League final was on August 21st. 22nd, La Ligue 1 started. And I don't know if you saw that massive blowout between <laughs> Marseille and uh, PSG. PSG losing that game. I'm hoping PSG has a bad season. Because I could see like a Ronaldo and Mbappe thing. Guys, I'm speaking this into existence. Mm-hmm. Next season, we are going to get Mbappe. If if Bobo the Clown and fucking Momblano can throw this, this shit in the air, I'm going to fucking throw it in the air too. 92.7% chance. I'm exactly, pretty sure it's exactly, going to happen. Exactly. So there's that. I mean, that's begun. Obviously, the Champions League finals on the 23rd. Um, Serie transfer into opened on the 1st. Premier League started on the 12th, four days ago, as well as La Liga. Um, Bundesliga is going to be starting in a couple days. And Serie A starts on the 19th. Juve starts on the 20th. Uh, Super Cup, UEFA Super Cup, which is going to have some uh, attendance uh, from fans. It's going to be on the 24th, if you guys are interested. I mean, why not? Uh, if you got, I think it's, what is that, a Wednesday, a Thursday? If you, got, if you got a Thursday off and you want to watch some Calcio, you got the Super Cup there. The group stage draw on October 1st, and me and my uh, 
me and my good buddies, my best friends, uh, they're going to be coming on the show for the first time in Calgary. And uh, we're just going to talk about group stage, shoot the shit. Who knows? We might get in trouble, but let's see what happens. <laughs> um, we got one Man U fan. We got a Real Madrid fan. We got a Juve fan. So we'll, oh. see, uh, we'll see what happens between that one. Obviously, October 2nd, the following day, for some reason, they got the Europa League draw. And... Guys, the the transfer window closes October fifth. I'm counting down the days till that happens because I'm exhausted. Um, I wish I went on. Hol- I wish to see this COVID. They fucked up my schedule. I go on holidays for about two weeks in the summer, so I don't have to hear all this crap. And then we can get on with it. We can figure out the jersey numbers. I can buy all the jerseys I want. The three jerseys I know exactly who they are. They're not going to get sent out. Unfortunately. I had to endure all of this, so feel bad for me. Pity me. I feel bad for myself. But anyways, and for you guys, because you got to deal with the same shit. Um, so hopefully that comes soon. Hopefully that's some, that comes quick. But like I said, the first game of the season for Juve is going to be against Sampdoria, and that's going to kick off uh, at home at the J Stadium. Um, 12.45, guys, we're going to be doing the pre-match, we're going to preview the, the post-game. Um, and for the rest of the games, let me know. Uh, send me a DM whenever you want, whichever games. They're pretty much, uh, besides the Roma game, which is the game after that, we're getting into the first three games are, are kind of uh, going to be crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the Sampdoria game at home. And like I said, the Roma game, I think uh, Roman's going to come on of Juve Therapy. Uh, and we're going to talk to post-match that. Hopefully a win. Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting first three uh, first three games. We got the Samp game. Then we have Roma on the road. And Napoli at home at the J Stadium. Um, pretty crazy eh, to start off the... I don't, know, uh, I don't know how they come up with this formula. But uh, three off the hop is pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, Roman Apple, that's that's Pirlo's first big test, and it's right away. So, yeah, it's gonna go. And it's weird because you know I've thrown all, I've kind of compiled the list of all of the dates, uh, including Champions League, Coppa Italia, all that kind of stuff. And so they give us those three games, and then the next three games in Serie A are all against the newly promoted squads. Mm So yeah. I don't I don't know how they come up with this formula, but anyways, that's that's how it is. So we got three and three. If you want to say three, maybe trickier game. I know Samp has not really been a force last year, but you know sometimes they can give you uh, a tough test a surprise. Yeah. Or or you can blow them out like the game that I witnessed uh, at the end of the year, at the end of uh, fifteen sixteen, I believe it was. So uh, yeah, so it's it, it's it's a weird one with uh, Sampdoria, but. Again, we're going to have some Champions League games in between there. Uh, 2021 is going to be the first match day, 27-28. Number two in uh, November 3rd and 4th will be match day number three. So by the beginning of November, we're going to have three Champions League again. Whoever that's against, whether it be a group of death or whether that's all to be determined. Um, But I think what's also crucial, um, Max, is that the transfer window closes right after that Napoli game. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying we're going 0-3 or something like that, but I'm just saying if there's, you know, a little, I'm expecting a slow start. I don't know about you. Um, 
I kind of was like, okay, Novara, I saw some good, good, you know, some shades of, uh, of, of a good performance. But again, it's a friendly, so you don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I've been saying this. A couple other of my, my good buddies have been saying, yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to start. No expectations. Um, how do you think we're going to start for these first three games? I mean, against Sampdoria, I, I, I want to say I expect a win. And generally, I'm pessimistic. But <laughs> I, I feel like... I feel like they can get off on the on the right foot and, and get a victory against Sampdoria, but I, I feel like Roma is a maybe, maybe a draw, but against Napoli, I'm kind of worried. This Osiman guy seems seems pretty good, so that's like my big worry for Napoli. You know, they finally have a a good, uh, I guess, a uh, number nine. So I don't know. I I, I feel like. Napoli's my biggest fear right now in these first three games, personally. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't know. Um, with Napoli, see, I'm not worried. The, the thing in my head right now is I'm not worried necessarily about the other teams. I'm just worried more about how we're going to play under pressure. Um, because, again, Pirlo's the new coach. Mm-hmm. The pressure is going to be on from and, and like you said, within three day, three weeks, excuse me, you're going to have two big tests and Napoli and Roma. I, I don't, I didn't really see a massive, you know, uh, turnover from Roma, so I'm not re- too yeah. worried um, in terms of their squad. And then and same with Napoli. I'm not really worried with with the squad they have. Um, I'm just worried that we might be coming to the game a little incompetent or a little, you know, slow. And maybe maybe a little nervous yeah. i don't know we'll have to see i mean hopefully i'm i'm hoping i'm completely wrong and we go six and oh to start off the season um but i mean we'll see we'll see what happens um we got to see how we're even going to line up because that's kind of even the mystery that we'll get into on a couple podcasts from now <laughs> but uh yeah so that's kind of like still an unknown um we have some ideas of what we want to do yeah. But like I said, yeah, but like I said, so we're there. We're gonna have three match days of UCL against unknown opponents for right now. Um, then we have another big game, the big challenger from last year, Lazio. Who I think if they don't have co- if COVID doesn't happen, they give us a real run for our money. Uh, what did you think about that last year? Do you 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 have faith in Lazio kind of rebuilding, or do you think it was a one hit wonder kind of deal? No, I feel like Lazio is a solid team. I think between Inter and Lazio, those are the two biggest, uh, I guess, challenges to Juve's 10th Scudetto. But, um, yeah, Lazio is going to contend. I'm not too worried about Atalanta anymore. I don't know. Maybe they'll fizzle out. Um, I mean, it's a feel-good story and everything, but... but you know, Lazio is going to be a major test too. See the know, thing so with Lazio. But the thing with Lazio is, and shout out to my cousins in Italy who are Lazio fans. But it's it's a tale of, of of two sides. You have a squad that really dominates, like they did last year, and then there's some years where Lazio is like they go unknown. They're like they they go on game like so up and down. 
they'll have yeah exactly they'll lose like six games in a row and then they'll like they'll win the derby it's like really weird Lazio's and um I kind of really started noticing that you know when I first started getting into the space even following Stereo Serie which is kind of you know dropped off a little bit in terms of you know when they record their episodes but I was you know pretty much a a weekly listener to those guys and yeah, they would talk about they they were going up and down. So it was nice to see them obviously being, you know, having a, a pretty big family presence in, in Lazio, the read the whole region as a whole. Um but uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how they're gonna are they gonna continue their woes of of what just happened, right? Because we're not too far removed uh from mm-hmm. the last season and they weren't particularly great. And then you also look at, like you said, you mentioned it perfectly, and I can't believe I didn't. This is the chase for the 10, guys. Um, I'm thinking we got to have a permanent Scudetto. That's my idea. I don't know <laughs> if anybody agrees, but, like, if you hit 10 in a row, like... That's, uh, that's something. Like, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I feel like Inter is really going to really gonna push... Hey, that's my um, big. I feel like Inter is going to either like be really, really good or just implode, and then Conte leaves in December. You know, he's just going to bounce. Be like, ah, the tire fire behind him. You know, he sure he sure knows how to uh, how to uh, you know stir up the board. That's for sure. So yeah, I don't think uh, yeah if if that's the way it is, that that would be awesome. I mean, I know um, I put like I wouldn't love or I would love. For that to happen like please please I oh just, yeah i agree just for inter to to implode this year and knowing that they they have vidal coming possibly yeah. i guess just to see everything just go up in flames i know maybe i shouldn't be bad mouthing inter in case you have like inter listeners but i don't think so <laughs> just on, just in case you know not on this channel hate, listen maybe they hate listen you never know <laughs> Yeah, they just hear just to yeah, just to get yeah. pissed off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, and then we get into a couple easier games against Cagliari and and Benevento, UCL match day four, which happens to round out uh, November, uh, beginning of December. We got UCL match day five, and a big derby della Mole at home at the J Stadium on December sixth. Finally, we play in that midweek slot. We'll have the last game of the Champions League, uh, match day six. And we'll see what happens there. We'll see if we're in first, second. I don't know. That's that's all to play. I mean, will we have fans by that point? I don't know. Uh, half a stadium. Like, there's, there's, there's lots of things that, uh, like, and like I said, match day four, they're looking... Which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, we have a big game with Napoli, which you would like. That's a home game for us. So you'd like to have some fans there. You'd like to have a full stadium. I mean, but I mean, against Crotone is when they're going to start bringing it back. I mean, it is COVID. You don't want to mess with that. You don't want to, you know, explode, have the numbers explode again. Uh Um, But. I mean, it is kind of sad, to, uh, so to so to speak. Um, and then, yeah, we get into December, which is you know a pretty big chunk of games. Uh, we don't know when the Supercoppa is going to be. 
but I believe it's going to be somewhere in between December 23rd, which is our last game before the break, which is against Fiorentina, and our first game back in the new year, which is against Udinese. So I think they're going to try. It's probably going to be in Saudi Arabia or Qatar or wherever the hell they decide to do it, and it's probably going to be in that break. Um, that's going to be against Napoli, um, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's always an interesting tie again. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too difficult of a December. Uh, we, Like I said, Derby de la Mole to start uh, the month, uh, followed by Genoa on the road, Atalanta at home. Again, I think that's going to be a big test. To me, that's who I'm kind of... Depending on what they do in the Champions League, I think Atalanta is going to be... Potentially could get in there. It could be like a Lazio situation where... Maybe they've bitten off uh, too much for them to chew, or mm-hmm. now they know because it is a four. This is a four-year uh, project, um, so they're at the end of the cycle. So are they at their? Are they going to be at their best now and really push? Potentially, that could be a big game, December sixteenth. We're at home, obviously, and uh, then to finish off against Parma and, like I said, Fiorentina. Depending, hopefully, with a Supercopa W, we bring into the new year against Udinese, and then on January sixth, we're going to be playing Milan. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting because now we're starting to get uh, Copa time. Now we're starting to get, uh, you know, towards that end of the season, and there's a massive fixture at the end of this all oh, second last week of the season. Excuse me. So we're going to be playing first Milan on January 6th. Then only four days later, we'll be playing against Sassuolo. And whoever the Coppa Italia match could be, there's a, there's a whole list of potentials. It could be going down from the bottom. It could be sued to Tirol if they go Sassari, Catanzaro, Via Francavilla, Salernitana, Chievo, Verona, Samp, or Genoa. So there's a possibility of a Derby della Lanterna for I believe that would be the fourth round uh, potentially. So we'll see what happens there. Um, that's kind of a long ways away, but yeah. you know that's gonna that's gonna add to the fixture list, right? I mean, yeah. potentially after that we talk about a game against uh, Sassuolo, uh, who again gave us a very tough challenge. I think they uh, potentially could have beat us in that game, which could have even potentially, you know, had some complications for the actually winning the title. Um, and then you have a possibility of a Derby della Madonnina on the upper bracket. And then, again, the winner of those two teams potentially playing us in a semifinal. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, an interesting bracket, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see for the winner of those. But again, like I said, that just only adds more to the schedule. Um, and that's going to actually be the game. So whoever we get to play is going to be the game uh, bef- either before or after the Intermerda, uh, the Derby d'Italia. So it could be the potential pre uh, pre pre uh, match or post. Uh, Derby d'Italia. So whatever that means to you, we're going to be on the road. Uh, like you said, like you've been mentioning, you think uh, Merida is going to be our toughest challenger. I'd have to agree. I think they've done maybe not 
max potential into what they wanted to add, but I mean they needed some help on the and their fullbacks. They've got Hakimi, um, and they have a lot of skill. So, is it going to be their year? I really hope not. Like you said, I hope they uh, they lose, but yeah. and they lose badly. But we got to wait and see what happens where we are at that point. Then we get into uh, the end of January. And again, like I said, things just keep picking up. We get a quarterfinal against uh, against one of those teams that I mentioned, um, Juve Bologna at home, and then we start. We have the uh, second half of the season starting at the end of January. So then we go through it again. Roma, thankfully, and really the the only teams that I've noticed is uh, Atalanta. Um, Napoli, uh, that's about it. Yeah. So, Napoli and Atalanta are the only teams that we have to go on the road in the second half of the season, could be crucial. Um, mm-hmm. but then again, it's kind of unfortunate that maybe Napoli will have a, a stadium, a pack stadium, a half pack stadium. We don't know. Um, but in between there, see, it's interesting because we start that that, that season again. And we're going to have a potential semifinal in between the Samp uh, Roma. And then the second leg would go between Roma and Napoli. And then after, directly after that game, potentially could be a round of 16 in the Champions League. So hopefully, you know, the, the little Paulina there, uh, mm. we, got some, we got some warm balls and we get knocked into that second date between, like I said, the the three clubs that, that have been promoted from Serie B. So hopefully that can be the case. Because if we are lucky in that sense, guys, and we can get, you know, uh, a February 23rd, 24th uh, round of 16, that also pushes that that next game away from the Lazio game that we have. So, again, like I told you before, Crotone... Hellas Verona, Spezia, big game against Lazio, but it is going to be at home, which could potentially be a round of 16 the following midweek. So, I mean, hopefully we can get lucky and work that out, but uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's all about uh, the UEFA ball. So, uh, <laughs> they know, they know. it's funny how these draws come out these years. You look at the group stage. And it's like every year the English clubs like somehow squeak out yeah. these easy yeah. uh yeah. these easy these easy groups. Yeah, like uh I was looking at the the what are my thoughts? The pots, Pare Papi. And uh, the second the second pot, Papi has I think Man City Man United. Added, uh, there's a lot of. I think Dortmund there too, right? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. Dortmund would be a number two. Have you taken a look? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. That, like, it's it's never gonna be easy, right? Actually, I should have it right yeah. here. I do have the link up, guys. Um, yeah, pod there's two. Someone else is. Let's see where Chelsea. Chelsea's there too. That's I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know how Chelsea got like 
I don't respect those guys. <laughs> so it doesn't I, matter. I know, but it's it's the money they've been throwing, you know? Yeah. And we'll see. Like That's true. Uh, that is true. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Know, just to it's worry. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough yeah. either way. Um, I'm guessing Porto's probably going to be in that second pod as well. Uh, just because they finished first. Yeah. But they, they, depending on, you know, the coefficients. Um, but yeah, Barca will probably be in the in the second one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, definitely some interest. could be some interesting groups, that's for sure. Because like you said, it could be a potential. I'm looking right here, like Juve, uh, Barca. Well, yeah, Juve, Barca, Chelsea, if they're in the second, depending if they're in the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Marseille, if they're in the third. Is Atletico, yeah. Does Atletico drop down into the third? Because there's so many, like, you look at the teams, I don't necessarily have their UEFA. I don't know. That's again. That could be interesting. And like I said, if we're if we're lucky enough to pull that 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 date and kind of give us some separation, it's gonna you know. And I don't know. Maybe maybe they take it as motivation. Maybe they want to play Juve Lazio and then have a Champions League uh, round of sixteen in the in the, in the midweek. <sighs> again, there's gonna be a lot of things depending at that point, right? Injuries and. And and how uh, what our form is at that point, but just to give you guys an idea yeah. of of what we have to look forward to. Um, but then, yeah, again, we have another Derby della Mole on April fourth, and uh, the UCL quarterfinal will be right after that one, um, and then will take place. the uh, The second leg will be the following week uh, after the Genoa game. And then a big game on the road against Atalanta, like I said, April 18th. Juventus plays Parma and Fiorentina to round out April. Hopefully, like I said, guys, fingers crossed, uh, we can get to that semifinal, which would be at the end of April, beginning of May. Um, After that second game, though, if we were to advance, let's say, to a final, uh, you'd have Juve-Milan at home. Hopefully that means nothing at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm hoping we're crowned by that point, but um, so who knows what that essentially is going to mean? But then we have another big test against Sassuolo on the road, and uh, Derby d'Italia again, second last week of the season, at home at the J Stadium, and that's something that I would really, yeah, just looking at this schedule right now, guys, and I'm not making any promises because you know money and. COVID, who knows how that's still going to affect. Maybe you can't get tickets. It's going to be extremely hard to get tickets. But set your calendars for this one because you're mm-hmm. going to have in the span of, what is that, seven a week, your potential. And who knows, things could get moved because of, depending if we're in the final of Champions League or whatnot. But you would have Derby d'Italia at home, Coppa Italia midweek potentially, then maybe you go check Bologna last game of the season. I don't know. You make a nice holiday out of it. <laughs> and then right after that, six days after that, you got the Champions League final in Istanbul. Wow. May would be phenomenal. You got Juve Milan, Sassuolo Juve, Derby d'Italia, Coppa Italia final, Bologna Juve, hopefully 10th straight Scudetto, hopefully triplet uh, UCL final May 29th. 
guys, I don't know. Let's be positive. I mean, yeah. until you lose all, until you lose the first, second, or third one, they're all up for contention. So technically, yeah. we're we're in the hunt. So let's hopefully we can get we can finally get the uh, the monkey off our back, and you know maybe this is the right time. Maybe the COVID, you know, the first part of COVID wasn't it, but maybe like it it follows into the season. And maybe the marbles are, uh, like I said, all the, all the planets are aligned and, mm-hmm. and it shifts. finally happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the recap, guys. It's going to be a long season. There's a, like, I thought the, uh, you know, it was pedal to the metal the past three months with these podcasts. And now it's going to be a little bit of a break. We're going to hopefully see previews and post games for all of uh all of the games i'm hoping i'm not going to miss any uh this time but uh yeah i know definitely definitely uh gives me a little bit more time to breathe and uh yeah i think uh i think it's gonna be an interesting interesting season yeah any any anything any potential for slip-ups um like i said i think it's pretty uh pretty even schedule um just looking at what potentially can happen, like I said, it it's not too, I would say, congested. Um, I don't know if that was Serie A being nice to us, luck, or whatever the case may be, but it's not too um, too lopsided in, in a sense. Like yeah. I said, there's a whole bunch of what-ifs. So, I mean... If there's a title race at the end, well, maybe we don't want Juve, Milan, Sassuolo, Juve, and, and Derby d'Italia the last three out of four weeks. But for me, I think it's all possible. Um, kind of what are your expect? Let's get your expectations, you know, of the season. Uh, you know, hearing, obviously, we've gone through the schedule. Um, what are you thinking? I know you said you're a little pessimistic, kind of like myself. Uh, but what do, what do you think, Max? <sighs> You know, I want to say they're gonna they're gonna win the tenth, but I don't know. Um, I feel like this is gonna be I don't want to say kind of like last year, yeah, because or, or this past season, because that was kind of unusual. But it's gonna be more of a struggle, not so much of a runaway. And you know what? Like, I would be okay if they finish you know second third anywhere in the top four up second mostly second place i think that's okay pending that they do well in champions league right yeah that's all i that's all i want like i have a vision in my head you know buffon finally lifting lifting (laughs) can you just i would ball like crying just straight up tears like yeah that's all i want just for him Maybe Chiellini too, yeah, but like that's it. You look at what could have happened with PSG, and I know a lot of people were shit-talking um, online, and it was just like, thank God they did not win the Champions League this year. Um, Buffon would have I, exploded, I'm pretty sure. Like Literally how people <laughs> were still trolling after the guys won a World Cup. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um <laughs> But yeah, let's hope, guys. I mean, that's... if if you're pulling for one person, that's who you're pulling for. Um, because 
just the shit we've had to go through, guys. Like, fuck, like. He stuck around. Too many, too many close calls. Too many, you know, obviously finals losses. Um, but just, yeah, the guy deserves it. I mean, mm-hmm. whether you want to give him shit for, you know, wanting to go somewhere else, keep playing, that's up to you. But, I mean, he's still there. He's still motivating. You see him every goal. You see him uh, on the bench. And just, you know, still with the passion. That Something that I've said that, you know, I think Chesney lacks is that, you know, real connection, um, yeah. that real fire. And I think that's really one of the only negative things that I can really talk about Chesney. Is it, I, I don't know. I just, I don't feel that connection between him and the back line uh, like I do with Buffon or that comfort. Now, maybe that's just because, you know, we were talking about one of the, well, I would say the greatest goalkeeper of all time. So, I mean, that's kind of a big standard, you know, big bar to, to set. Yeah. So that's fair enough. And I've mentioned that in the past and I, I think Chesney's done a phenomenal job and, I've kind of gone back on what I was saying before about him, but to me, I think there's a little, I, I still, I noticed there's a little bit of a lack of little fire. You do hear him when, when obviously there's no fans calling out things and, but I don't know. It's just, it's not the same. It's there's not, not the same. that the yell. You can hear Buffon yell oh, yeah. with <laughs> people in the stadium. Right. So that, that just like, Oh, that's, that's all I want. I just, that's all we, all of us want, I'm sure. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I would be. Sh- I know there's some people that still that are UV fans that like shit talk them for leaving, but I mean, to me, I I could never. They would I, be crying too. They would. Be oh crying. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, if we won so, the Champions League, I'd be crying anyways. Whether we had Buffon, regardless of the Buffon's there, I know. Yeah. If he wasn't I, on yeah. the team, I'd I'd be losing my shit, man. I'd probably throw my TV off the seventh floor, just, just bring it up in the elevator, and just be like, it's it, that's it. Just fucking, just fucking toss that thing off the balcony. Oh, shit. That would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. But guys, we still live to dream on to, and dream on will continue to do. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up about the season to come for? Anything you think about Pirlo? Um, you know, the way the management has been, uh, the floor is yours, man. I mean, with Pirlo, he's saying all the right things, you know, uh, the way the way he wants to to play is the general trend, right? Yeah. In terms of tactics, right. right? Win the ball back, you know, like lots of pressure up front, win the ball back immediately, maintain possession. And whether or not it all pans out, I, I guess we'll have to see. Um, I'm... I don't know. I, I just like just from watching them in training and everything, they seem it seems like morale is up, you know, last yeah. year, not so much. Even with the last years of Allegri, it was kind of like, uh, yeah. right now. Now it seems like the players are into it. Everyone seems kind of, I want to say, happier. Um, so, you know what? Maybe maybe they're really buying in. And, yeah. you know, with Sari, they weren't really. Buying wow. in, that's a whole other story and everything. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, we'll just see what happens in terms of management. Uh, with Paratici and, and you know, Nedved, and I don't even like to talk about it. 
like uh, what is there to say i mean they've i would say they mismanaged and extended contracts that didn't need to be extended and shouldn't have been extended and now they're paying dearly and you know what if Kadira were to sit for this entire season and not get his buyout would i blame him no because yeah. they gave him that the contract, contract yeah. yeah i mean it takes two right so i don't know that, that's just my feel uh or that's my opinion for management um yeah that, that's really it in terms of the season like i said you know do I and let me and let me, and let me get a prediction because might as well. I think what we're gonna do is, you know, all three, all well. I'm hoping to do five of these, but obviously on different topics. But uh, yeah, what what are what is your prediction? Let's. I want to see. We're gonna do five previews, our uh, season previews, and I want to hear five predictions. And I think I'm gonna give mine at the end. Um, but I think you guys kind of will have an idea of where I'm trending. Um, from how I've kind of talked so far in the podcast I've done and what I expect. Um, but Max, what is your prediction for the season? Let's go Serie A. Let's go Coppa Italia. Let's go Champions League. All right. For Serie A, I'm going to say 10th Scudetto. Okay. Okay. For Coppa Italia, maybe, I don't know. I feel like, Things are gonna start picking up, like you were mentioning, with the schedule. We'll say semifinals, okay. and they fizzle out. No big deal. Whatever. Exactly. For Champions League, <laughs> maybe quarterfinals. I feel quarterfinal exit. You know, maybe to. I, it's the group stage that worries me, and that's gonna set them up for what happens later on, right? So I don't know. We'll see how they do in the group stage. If they finish. If they finish second, obviously that's going to factor into their round of 16 opponent. I, I don't know. Um, I feel like it's a, a quarterfinal kind of a year for Champions League. Unfortunately, I want to say well, they're going to go but, uh, all the way to the final, but I, I have my doubts. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of variables, and yeah, know, especially coming with a new coach. I mean, hey, you can support the guy all you want, but the fact is how well is he going to be able to adapt Mm-hmm. Are the players truly going to buy in when it gets difficult? Um, there's lots of things to look at, right? There's lots of all these, you know, and you can call them uh, sports, uh, you know, quotes and, you know, famous lines and, you know, work hard, put the puck in deep, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you could say all that. At the end of the day, it just comes down to what happens on the pitch, really. Um, and... I think, yeah, I think there's a possibility for a lot to happen. But again, like you said, uh, but which is weird. It's not always, you know, you want to win your group, but, you know, sometimes that fucks you as well because True. there's times I Somebody remember else we won the pick. group and then we had and, so, and then we got it in the end anyways okay. because I know everyone brings up the, uh, obviously, the Bayern game that uh, I think we should have had in hand. Um I was in. I was up north in Alberta. You know, we got done early, which was the weirdest day ever because it would snowed like crazy. Got done early once out of the whole shift. Uh, so we uh, we go back to the the camp, and uh, I'm just trying to find a stream. Like, come on, come on, come on. And I was lucky. Well, I don't know what to say if I was lucky enough, but uh, I was able to watch <laughs> Bayern tie. 
and then uh. score in extra time. So definitely uh, that was not fun at all. But I mean, that's something where you're like, okay, you should have. I believe it was Sevilla that's made a slip up during that year. Um, but we basically we drop into second place. And I believe we could have even scored in that game as well. Drop into second, then we get a quarterfinal against uh, Bayern, and it's like we could have had a way easier, uh, way easier pickup. If uh, or I mean, sorry, round of sixteen, it would have been. Um, <laughs> so we get Bayern right away, and you know, so be it. They were the better team. We had to fall. We had the chance to go through. We didn't. Uh, that's history. But um, yeah, guys, it's. Let's hope for some good things. Like I said, I'm not going to necessarily say what I want, but what I'm going to predict now. Um, but yeah, Max, uh, thanks for those takes. Um, we've kind of, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to still call it at Allo Stadio. I don't know if I'm going to call it at Torino. Uh, but really, all we're, all we're looking for is some, some good Juve stories, uh, either that happened to you in person or that you've heard or whatever the case may be in Canada or in the United States or in Italy or wherever. So, uh, or maybe even in your living room uh, for, uh, for all that matters, but give us one of your most memorable Juve moments. Um, maybe you went to a game and, you know, like me, I saw five, nothing beating, uh, stands, uh, fans just ran a storm, the pitch. We host the title, the, the trophy, and uh, you know, my first trip was was pretty awesome. I've I've talked about it a lot on the on the show, but um, you know, there's been, there were some downs in that too with ticketing and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I won't get into that. But um, yeah, so the floor is yours, man. Take as long as you want, as much detail as you can remember if you can. Uh, but yeah, best moment, you know, maybe with a player or, or whatnot. So go ahead, man. Go ahead, Max. For me, uh. I guess it would have to be the 2002-2003 season, particularly the Champions League. I mean, they were yeah. they were just killing it in Serie A that season. Like I remember back in it was like November or December, early December. I, I forget, but Turam scoring this like sweet goal against Milan. I don't. I'm sure everyone's seen it because he only scored yeah. like three goals for Juve. <laughs> but I remember. <laughs> I remember watching it on TLN on Rye, you know, the Rye feed. You know how it was always like cloudy, you know. But um, <laughs> don't remind me. We finally, we finally got HD, bro. We finally yeah. got HD. Or like when a flare went off and then you couldn't see anything. That yep. was that was great. But um, with the Champions League, particularly, it was against Barcelona, and I remember they were winning. It was the second leg. I think it was in Barcelona. Not bad scores. They're winning one nothing, and then Xavi, Xavi ties it up. I don't know if it was towards. Yeah, it must have been towards the end of the game. And then somebody got sent off for Juve, and I, I was in high school at the time, and uh, I had a temper. I was like, "Are you kidding?" You know, I was super pissed, and I'm like, "Just go figure." Um, but like, this is when like I, I really like realized the magic yeah. of Juve, the magic of Juve. So I forget who wins the ball back. So they're down a man to Barcelona. I think I think it's it's got to be close to extra time or uh, no, sorry, close to injury time or if it's an extra time. 
ah, I forget because there were a couple Champions League games where it was an extra time for like 2004. Yeah, uh, whatever. But anyways, close to the end of the game, and someone I think Nedved passes to Birandelli. I don't know if the listeners remember Birandelli, but well, he was like a wing, a right wing back, like a real industrious player, and. He, He's he's got it. He's going. He's going down the right side, and he crosses it in to super sub Marcelo Zalayeta. <laughs> Do you guys remember? Maybe. Um, and he scores this goal, and I freaked out. I remember. I was. I don't know. I I was by like this old phone at my parents. It was like this old bell phone that you would have to. And I remember I ripped it accidentally out of the wall. And I remember being yelled at. But it was, that was like, I freaked it's out. That was the it. first time I really freaked out. And it was like a quarterfinal. I think they went on to play, that's when they went on to play Madrid. And there was the whole thing with Nedved getting set, sent off. Unfortunately. And unfortunately, the Conte against the post in the final. And Dida basically walking up to, I think, Montero when he was taking his penalty. Uh, but um, yeah, just that, and that was like my, my my first like total immersion in the whole like Juve magic. I think maybe is that a, is that a good memory? <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, that's that's awesome. Like, because I think you you said it very well. It, it, I think we you know with a lot of the older you know fans, <coughs> or even in like kind of born in the nineties or maybe late eighties. You look at, or I mean, even in general, like oh, even in old older uh, fans that are older than us, but Juve had a, a sense of you know class to not almost always be the underdog, but you knew what you were getting. Um, I felt that we always came in kind of being looked down upon, exactly. kind of like how, how how Italians are in the world, and I think we almost kind of step up to the occasion. They, I think we've really lost. We kind of kept that uh, at the beginning of, you know, this this new run, right? Conte kind of reinvigorated the whole kind right. of the fire. And, like, you look all the way going up until Berlin and then obviously Cardiff. We still kind of had this mentality that, you know, hey, not every game we're going to win. We're not going to beat Real Madrid or Barcelona, you know, every year, uh, whether it be we're playing in the group stage or what. But And, you know, Bayern has our number and stuff like that. But... We still brought a sense of we have the chance. You have the belief. You know, I I think it's kind of gone a one eighty last couple of years, and it's just like you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, it's yeah. a mixed bag, and you're like, are they never... gonna, yeah, are they gonna get? Are they gonna show up? Are they not gonna show up? You kind of even if it was a close game or maybe the team wasn't looking great, you kind of felt that the hunger was still there. Um, and that's was really, you know, you could say from the Italian national team to Juve, really from, I would say, I don't know, 2010, kind of down into the history books. Uh, Juve was, you know, we, may, we sure, we're not great in finals and, and stuff like that, but when there was an effort to be put in, you definitely could expect it, and you definitely received it. Now, 
I don't know. I think it's just I don't know if that's because of the the branding and like we I, I have my my <laughs> series, but which we're gonna get into it a little bit more in the next couple episodes. But I don't see that hunger. Yeah. Anymore. It's that. I mean, I don't want to say green tie or anything, but like the the grit, the determination is gone, and yeah. just you can see it in the players, like. I don't know. That just seems like all over soccer. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. if it's Juve. Like there's no. It just seems like nobody cares anymore. It's a different game. Yeah, uh, you know. But before it was like real, like balls to the wall stuff. You know, they yeah just given it the entire the entire time. And I I don't know. I just miss that Juve, and I'm lucky, and I'm sure you're lucky to have seen that. Um, yeah, maybe it'll come back, and I, let's hope it does. But you know. yeah, I mean, on on a kind of a negative note, I mean, I don't necessarily know if that will happen because no. <laughs> you look at you know all this talk about super leagues and you know expanded, you know maybe bringing Champions League back a little bit, change that, make a third tournament. Uh, UEFA's always they they talk about they're going to make a third European competition. Uh, obviously, that's kind of been hush hush slash, you know, not really. Uh, the fire hasn't really been lit yet because of all this COVID has slowed everything down. But I think I don't know. Money, money is money changes people. You know, it's very hollow. The sport's really hollow now. You look at all sports. You look at life. Um, <laughs> you look at everything. It's like all of the social media. Um, everybody's, you know. Either trying to, uh, you know, get a dollar out of you, or you know, trying to put something out there that that, that really isn't trying to bring a connection at all, and that's what I try and do at the end of the show here. Um, <laughs> it's I kind of want to bring it back because, like you've been saying this whole time, you know, who's beating Delhi, who's you know, Cabrini, who's uh, Paolo Rossi. Some guys might not even know who Paolo Rossi is. Like, that's just the younger crowd. That's what you're expecting. Obviously, we're going to want to bring that crowd in because it's going to make, obviously, bring in more revenue. And, you know, we know the whole the whole argument for that. But I think, because if it was just us here, we're going to die out eventually. And um, really, the club won't go anywhere. So you, you want to kind of educate the youth and, and what our history was. And it is a great history. Um, and there's lots of great sources to check out, you know, what's happened mm-hmm. videos, you know, about Baggio and Del Piero and um, a, a lot of players. So just keep in, in, in touch with that guys and go check out. Uh, there was a great, you know, Ivan uh, posted a pretty great series on, uh, on Baggio. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to drop that uh, that link uh, onto my uh, feed uh, so you guys can check it out if you're interested. But it's yeah, it's just on YouTube. Documentary on Baggio, very interesting to watch. Um, you know, we talk about. I know uh, Albert was was mentioning uh, the role of the fantasista, and really, mm. it doesn't exist really anymore. There's no. And I don't know if maybe the the games have become more tactical or 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 whatnot, but um, there's no real magic at your feet anymore. And mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Maybe it just means because we the players are you know able to defend better than they were uh, back in the day or or what. But I think it's it's a different kind of football. It's a different uh, different players, different mentality. I think you said it best. But yeah, I know that season. I, I at first I thought you were going to say the 2002 World Cup, and I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, that's a whole different story. I was like, I I just erased that. <laughs> I just got her, I just erased I erased that whole moment, that that whole year from my brain. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, what a great season for Juve, though. Um, unfortunately, uh, I do know the final was held in Manchester. Just so you know, obviously, if you didn't watch the Juve quiz, uh, the Juve quizzes that I was on, obviously, made it to the final. Unfortunately, didn't pick up the W in the end, but. Uh, to a worthy opponent and uh max thanks for coming on the show bud i appreciate uh, you spending your time uh you know just chopping it up there's lots of games that we're gonna get uh, everyone involved and if something's pissing you off and you want to spend a half an hour or an hour hour and a half whatever it may be you're more than welcome to come on just send me a dm we'll make something happen and uh yeah guys stay tuned for for like i said i got my my notepad that I showed Max here, and I don't want to show too much detail, but that's pretty much my schedule. You'll probably pause the video and now know exactly what I'm doing, but whatever, that's fine. Um, this is not like it's uh, it's going to be a secret anyways the next few days, but yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, Max. Uh, Thanks for having me, really. Yeah, I know. Really. We'll, and uh, keep it up. I'm grateful to have your podcast. Well, really like much. I said, as long as there's listeners, we're still going to be doing this. Um, whether they want to dislike the videos or not, I know I've seen there's been like a mass kind of, uh, and that's fine. But if I'll just say this. If you're going to dislike the video for whatever reason, drop a comment. Tell me what mm -hmm. I'm doing wrong. Tell me what you, what, what you want to change. I mean, again, I only got as much time. I got a full-time job. I got my career, you know. Uh, and then at the end of the year, I'm probably gonna have to scramble and, and find something else for, for work. But, uh, guys, yeah, just let me know what you guys want to see. If you want to see a certain guest, if you know someone who wants to come on, whether they're shy or not, they're more than welcome to come on the show, whether that be again, a post game preview, whatever it may be guys. Thanks for all the love. You guys are the best. Um, I really, you know, I, I really enjoy interacting with you guys when I can, whether that be in disagreement or not. Hey, whatever. I don't take things too personal. Um, and I kind of want to hope that, you know, that's kind of how the, the whole family is together. You can have a conversation. You can possibly disagree. You don't need to necessarily get personal about it. And we keep the, the drive alive and the love for the, the, the club in, in general. So, guys, stay tuned. We're going to have a busy week. And uh, I'm already, you know... Four videos in, I'm already feeling it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Let's just have some fun. We got some great guests lined up, some familiar faces, some new faces, some new channels. Uh, again, like I said, more people making content is better for us, daily videos and stuff like that. So we're going to introduce those, those Tifosi to you. And uh, obviously, you'll be able to get a hold of them and watch their stuff as well and uh, we're going to talk about what they do and for the, what they're going to try and bring to the UV community. And uh, yeah, guys, as always, Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao, ciao.